1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This season, a full heart doesn't mean a full house. We're still gathering, just virtually. And we're still connecting, safely. Traditions keep us close, even when we can't be together. Think big, plan small. Let's save lives, Columbus.
0: Hey, everyone. Just wanted to pop in really quickly before the episode gets started to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor has been such a big help in creating this podcast and is really the reason that you're listening to this episode on the platform that you are, which is super cool. So if you want to learn more about Anchor, just head to anchor.fm or you can download the Anchor app on your phone. All right, well, that is all. So let's just get into the episode. Welcome to Girl, We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. This podcast is a lifestyle and entertainment news podcast where I talk all about life struggles, the breakups, the makeups, business aspirations, and I am always having new guests on to discuss it all. Plus, I'm always giving you the latest on all things pop culture. So let's jump into today's episode because girl, we got to talk. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl, We Gotta Talk. Today, I am joined by Katie Bellotti. I am so excited for today's episode. She is a fellow podcast host. She specializes in graphic design, hand lettering, and she has a widely popular YouTube channel, so she probably didn't need that introduction at all. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> so I just gave like a little introduction on you, but you can go ahead and just kind of tell everybody a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah, so I'm a Los Angeles-based graphic designer, internet content creator of many sorts. I've been doing this for a long time now. This is like my 11th year, I think, making weekly consistent content on the internet. So I've been around the block. I've learned a lot, um, but overall, I'm just
0: you know striving to make pretty things every day. And that's really me <laughs> in a nutshell. Well, you are. Her um, artwork and her hand lettering, like your handwriting is just like everything. (laughs) You should definitely check out all of her pages because you are incredible. I wish I had like a little bit of the talent that you have. But yeah, I am. We're going to talk about all of that today. We're going to talk about YouTube and now you're in Los Angeles, which you mentioned. Um, So we'll talk about your big move. But before we get into all of that, I just want to ask like rapid fire questions. Oh, sure. Get to know you. All right. First question. I had to do it. What is your favorite wine and cheese pairing? Oh my God. That's such a good question for me. Oh my gosh. Um, Okay.
1: Wow. So, I'm definitely going to choose a brie of some sort, probably a, a goat's milk or cow's milk brie, um, kind of slightly warmed up in the microwave, like melted a little bit with truffle honey and a crisp white wine, soft blanc, cloudy bay.
0: Oh my God. That just, <laughs> <laughs> why are we not drinking right now? That sounds amazing. I know. Um, oh my gosh. That sounds so good. You, you didn't even have to think about it. You were just like, let me tell you what. To. Oh, I know. I know my favorites so funny. Um, next question. What is your favorite rom-com? Ooh,
1: so rom-com. I, I love romantic movies. I always have to remember if it's a com.
0: So I would probably say how to lose a guy in 10 days. It's always good. That is mine. <laughs> that is mine. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love that movie. Kate Hudson is just brilliant. Um, what is she called? Oh, the love fern. <laughs> You let yes. the love burn die. I love her. Um, What is your zodiac sign? I'm a Scorpio.
1: I'm a Scorpio. Wow. When Scorpio is your birthday? fire sign. I'm October 27th.
0: October 25th. Oh my gosh. I oh, didn't we're realize. so we were close. So similar. Oh my God. Um, what is one thing on your bucket list that you haven't been able to do yet? Get a tattoo. Haven't done that yet.
1: But we've just bought these um, stick and poke tattoo kits. (laughs) So something might
0: happen. Who knows? Maybe like an ankle. Oh, yes. Do you think that you would ever like design your own? So people ask me that. I just designed my sister's tattoo. My little
1: sister just got one last week and like surprised the whole family. was like, surprise, I got a tattoo. She had me write something for her like a little while back. And I was like, not really sure what it was for. And then she got it tattooed, like on her ribcage. It was a Harry Styles lyric. Anyway, very <laughs> cute. I, of course, you know, loved it because I did it.
0: Right. But people
1: always ask me, like, would you get your own handwriting? I'm like, well, I guess so, because like I wouldn't want to get a font because like it's yeah. just it's much more personal to have it like handwritten. I think. And I don't know. Maybe I'd get like something. My my mom also has really great handwriting, so I think that's probably where I get it from. So maybe I'll have her write it. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Who oh, knows? That would be so beautiful. Um. <laughs> All right. Last question. Describe yourself in three words. Three words. So, okay. Creative.
1: Impatient. Oh my gosh! What's the third one? Um, theatrical.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it sets me in a nutshell. I love that. I feel like that question's so hard, but I feel like those are those are great. Yeah. I could um, probably think of better ones, but that's just like off the top of my head. Yeah. All right. I think we can go ahead and jump in. The first thing I kind of wanted to talk about was the YouTube channel that you've had for, you said, 11 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. I know. I was just telling you right before we got on, the first video I ever found of you was like 10 years ago or something when you got like your wisdom teeth taken out. And I was like, this girl is so fun. Like subscribed, like right there. I was like, this is great content. Um, but your channel has really grown. Um, and I think that it's shown like how much you've grown over the years, which obviously is always a good thing, but why, why'd you decide to start your YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I was 14 years old and I don't know like who I thought I was having this like platform. I'm like, you know, I can teach people things like I should make videos. I don't know really what came over me in that regard. Like I was really confident for a 14 year old. But I do think something that did, you know, propel me into making videos was the fact that I just didn't really feel like I was, I I didn't feel very fulfilled in my personal life. Like I just didn't feel like I was making enough friends or I was cool enough. And I just felt this kind of like, like, a kind of like a void that I needed to fill in some way. And I was super creative. I was always making these videos around my neighborhood. Like I was making these I called them documentaries because I don't really know what that word meant and I was just like following around different kids in the neighborhood and making a whole video montage of like the last three weeks of their life and then like we'd all you know all the neighbors would sit down and watch my videos like on the tv and I was like oh people like this like this is something I'm good at I guess because I wasn't really good at making friends I wasn't really good at sports and the things that were super important in middle school So I turned to YouTube, I like begged my parents for permission. And then once, you know, I started making these videos, people somehow were like into watching them. It got to the point where I was making enough or I was getting enough views that I started to make money, like not a ton, but enough for me to quit my job working at an ice cream shop. because I was making more on YouTube. And so from there, it just kind of, you know, snowballed into a business and now I'm doing it full time. So.
0: That's awesome. I didn't realize that's so cool that you were like following around your friends and making, like, yeah. And creepy actually, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little, but I think it's, um, cool that you were almost allowing people to like see stuff. Cause I feel like at that age, you kind of do it secretly and it's like something you don't want to share and you don't know, like if it's cool yeah. or not. And I feel like that age is such a weird age. So I feel like that's, that's awesome that you were even like showing people and you're proud of it. And yeah, you're like, who was I like at 14? That's awesome. Yeah. Doing like how to, like I was doing makeup tutorials. I only had like
1: one eyeshadow and a a, one brush. And I was like, here's how you do your makeup. Like I just like thought, I don't know what I thought, but
0: those little like (laughs) Q-tip apply. The the applicator that comes in the cover girl compact, literally. You're like, let me show you guys. Um, so you've talked a lot about um, how you were picked on and bullied in like middle school and high school. Like, was it because you had a YouTube channel and you were like on the internet or like, and how did you handle that?
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like the most popular person ever before the YouTube channel, but once I made it, people had some problems with it. I don't know, really, it's definitely now, you know, looking back, it was all kind of a personal thing with each of these people that, bullied me and it became kind of popular to do it, I guess. But it definitely stemmed from like an insecurity deep in the inside these people. And now I'm a lot more empathetic and I understand these things. But back then as you know a 15, 16 teenager, you know, going through the already difficult years of being a teenager, having to deal with on top of that, these like anonymous people on like Form Spring or even on Twitter, like with these burner accounts, like posting things about me and spreading rumors throughout the school. It was just like a lot of nasty stuff. And like, I just tried my best to like not let it bother me because the friendships I was making online and the the impact I was making online made, made more of an impact on me, I think than these comments. And so I didn't let it totally, I mean, it bothered me obviously, but it didn't like stop me from making videos. And I do notice, like I remember having a lot of YouTube friends back then that the comments in their respective schools did lead them to stop making videos, and it broke my heart to see, you know, people say like, "I just can't do this anymore. I have to be normal." And it's crazy because now it's just like so popular for people to make TikToks, and you know, it's not a weird thing for people to have social media presences in their teens. Like, it's honestly normal now to like have you know, either a visco. Visco's is huge with the younger crowd or like, you know, all these different things. And it's like very popular to put your life online. Back then it wasn't like Instagram, people didn't even have Instagram really when I started on YouTube. And it was very weird. Some people thought it was very weird that I was disclosing so much online, a lot of which was super personal. Like I made a video It's like one of my really, really early videos. I'm like sitting in like my, my room was green at the time. Like, I don't remember when that was a thing, but it was. And I was sitting there talking about how, you know, I was going to homecoming or yeah, it was like a school dance in middle school. I don't remember what it was called. Like, I think it was called a farewell dance or something. So it was like eighth grade and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm so nervous for this dance and I'm like talking about it. And then classically all of my fellow, you know, my, whatever you call them, like your uh, classmates. We're like, oh yeah, I saw your video. Are you really nervous? I'm like, so I think just like the fact that I was disclosing a lot of information online, people were like, that's so weird. And just like picked on me. So it definitely also though, did shape how I am today though, because I had to deal with that. And now I have developed thick skin. And I can handle hater comments. But back then I definitely couldn't. And it really, really impacted me back then.
0: I so. feel like it's, yeah, like, and it's so messed up for people to even pick on some someone for. I mean, anything. You shouldn't be bullying anybody, but for something like this, and I feel like, yeah, maybe it was because it was new and people didn't know how to respond to it. But I mean, you're so successful now, and it's like almost like, okay, well, you were picking on me, and now look at me, like, hey, no, oh, you would be surprised. Is it like the you know, best feeling? In the world? <laughs> it literally
1: is. Okay only because like it's I mean I'm telling you these people were it wasn't even people that were just like slightly picking on me it was like people that would like put notes in my car windshield and think that I wouldn't know it was from them and like spread these like disgusting rumors about me so I have no remorse now you know going back home and it's usually you know how like the night before Thanksgiving a lot of people like go out it's like a thing like everywhere so in my hometown it's like a huge thing and people have like house parties and like all this stuff and like there's this like I'm from Maryland so downtown Annapolis is where I'm from it's like a huge bar scene and whatever so well you know me and my I have like probably I would say 3 friends from high school that I like keep in touch with cuz I was kind of like high school I you know once I went to college I was like I'm now I'm not thinking about that ever again but I have like 3 friends that I still stay in touch with that I really do like and we go out you know on Thanksgiving eve and this is like the first year I was back like this was I guess like at some point in college and I like kid you not all these people from high school that had bullied me were like fighting to buy me a shot. They were like, can I buy you a drink? Can I buy you a shot? Like, and I'm like, what, what are you trying to prove? Like, (laughs)
0: yeah I I see uh I see you went to the Golden Globes like how was that I'm like yeah Mm -hmm." it was fantastic thank you (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. thanks for asking (laughs) yeah it's got to be the best feeling like oh of course they're like all coming back like oh my god how have you been you look like you're doing great I'm like you think that I've forgotten yeah
1: all the shit I mean honestly like there's this friend of mine like, I say friend loosely, but she was one of the people that, like, I thought we were friends, but, like, she behind my back, like, was not my friend. And I figured this out, like, midway through college. I realized that she was the one that was, like, fueling a lot of the rumors in high school. Once I noticed that, I was like, okay, goodbye. I'm not friends with you anymore. Like, we're done. And she actually called me up, like, I think probably a few months ago now and was like, hey, so I'm starting a YouTube channel. I'm like, Oh, she's like, could you give me some advice? I'm like, oh, oh, now you're asking
0: me for advice. (laughs) Oh, the irony. The irony. Oh, my goodness. That's so frustrating. Well, whatever to the haters. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Are crushing it. Um, Yeah, I just feel like, I feel like a lot of YouTubers, especially people that had started their channel like years ago, like you did. A lot of them face the same the same problems and it's so weird because yeah like you said everybody is on social media now people share way too much of their lives now and it's almost like the opposite whereas like if you know someone that doesn't have social media or you know like snapchat or inst- anything you're like that's strange so it's like, like- are you a murderer like are you yeah, secretly, like, is something. Yeah, it, it is a kind of a, it's not, a red flag. Yeah, something's up that they're not sharing every aspect of their life now, which is right. weird because. So you're killing it. So kind of along the same lines of like your YouTube channel, do you did you ever find yourself, or do you still find yourself like comparing yourself to other YouTubers or other people online? Definitely.
1: I think imposter syndrome is a huge thing on the internet. I think it's hard to find a single creator that doesn't at one point or another compare themselves, compare their numbers, compare, you know, the the content, the editing in their videos or just like a number of things. There's always comparison. I think it's, you know, it's, it's a way that you improve yourself. It's also a way that you go down a rabbit hole you know, to no return and you obsess and it kind of can ruin you. So I think it's, you know, I like watching other creators and, you know, getting different tips and ideas from them. And I think that other creators probably feel the same about me, but yeah, to answer your question, yes, I definitely compare myself. And I think it's just about knowing that there's, you know, a reason why people come to your page, you know, you're clearly doing something right. You know, there's always, of course going to be someone that does something better than you, whatever, but like, it depends on what you're viewing as being better. Because for me, it's like, I've been on the internet for 11 years. A lot of people compare themselves to like my content and whatever. And I always say, you know, to them, it's like, I've been doing this for a lot longer than you. So of course there's going to be ways that I'm better in some way, but that's not how you should compare yourself. It's like, you know, sometimes as a person that's been on the internet for a long time, you do something in a way that you've done it for so long. And it becomes like, Oh, I'm kind of like, it's it's tired now. Like I need to adopt new things. And you'll see these like fifteen year olds coming onto the scene with all this new these new ideas, these like jump cuts and crazy stuff. And you're like, whoa, like that's that's cool. So I think it's it, you know, you can't compare yourself because it's just like it's just unhealthy at some points.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I feel like even with like I'm not a YouTuber, but just like an everyday like comparing yourself to people on the internet is so easy to do. Oh yeah. And I don't know. It's just like, you can tell yourself a million times, like not to, but it's like, there's something in your brain that's like, I don't know. You just like doubt yourself when you see someone else like succeed. You're like, Oh, why am I not like as good as them? Or, you know? So Yeah. I've, I've heard this quote recently
1: that I've just like stuck to, and I I need to repeat it to myself like every day. Their success is not my failure. Mm. It's easy to see someone else's success as like a direct correlation to your failure
0: and that's just not true it's not about you <laughs> you know it's, yeah.
1: it's
0: so that's a good yeah that's definitely it's so hard so I feel like that is definitely something I need to like I need to like write it I'll have you <laughs> I'll, I'll have you like really write it out nicely and I'll like frame it in my room I need I need that <laughs> just get it tattooed Easy. oh my gosh even See better it every day yeah I'll <laughs> just look in the mirror like okay I'm good now <laughs> um So moving into, I want to talk about your big move, but before like you were living in New York. So you went to college in North Carolina, you went to Elon, right? So you went from North Carolina and then you moved to the city. So how was living in New York city for those couple of years after college?
1: Yeah. So it was always my dream to move to New York and I knew, you know, post-grad somehow I just had to get myself there. And like, I know it's a very expensive city to live in. So I needed to figure out a way to support myself financially and like all these things, you know, I've always had this dream. And so I'd been kind of working towards it all through, you know, high school. Every time I was putting up with people's like mean comments in high school, I was just thinking to myself, someday I'll be in New York working at a magazine or something cool. Like that was always my dream. I eventually ended up going more of the graphic design route versus like publications. I came in as a journalism major to Elon, and then I switched gears. I decided I wanted to be a graphic designer, um, or in that realm, and I was passionate about social media and all that stuff. So switched my major, and then, you know, approaching graduation, I got this really awesome job offer from L'Oreal, this beauty brand. Um, that I'd worked with as an influencer. So they, you know, I had a really great relationship with them. And eventually they were like, Hey, if you're looking for a full-time job, like there's a, you know, a position open and like, you'd be great for it. So I moved to New York with hopes that I was going to, you know, have that job forever. And it was going to be great. And as life does, it throws you a curveball, and it makes you realize like, maybe this isn't like forever, like, you know, maybe I'm, I've gotten everything that I thought I wanted. I'm here working in New York in this great job, got a promotion, you know, have all my friends here, it's just great. And then you're like, wait a second, but I'm not like really happy right now, and I don't know why I'm not happy. So, I was there for 2 years. Um I quit my job last November to do freelance full time, which is what I'm doing now, and because of that, I was able to once Of course, the pandemic hit and everything with that, and just like the weird year we've had, I've been able to pick up my life and move out here to LA to do freelance full time. So I'm out here living with my best friends um, in a brand new place. And, you know, I have fond memories of New York. I could maybe even see myself there again someday. But for right now, I just like followed my gut and this is
0: where I am. So, yeah, following your gut is, I feel, the most important thing in life. I feel like there's a lot of pressures to do, to kind of like go, you know, on a certain path. And it's like, you were saying, like you were doing all those things and you probably, you know, thought you were going to be happy. You were living in the city that you dreamed of and you were working at L'Oreal. Like what a badass job. And like your friends were there and you're like, what's like, why am I not happy? What's
1: missing here? Yeah. Yeah. And I,
0: I was like, maybe it's
1: because I'm like single. So then I like threw myself into dating, like was going on like two dates a week and like obsessing over that. And then I was like, but this is still not working. Like something's not working here. And then I, you know, quit the job and then leaving, leaving New York, like it just, it felt right. And so I did it. But yeah, like you said, trusting your gut
0: sometimes is the only thing you can really do. What do you think was like the biggest, I guess, factor in and you know your happiness like do you think it was the job and like the hustle of like being at work all day and then like coming home and just being like you know drown like drowning in work and just tired and like do you think that was the thing I think for me
1: New York has a certain type of energy that really rubbed off on me um, being the hustle energy and being that Everyone in New York, I mean, I I don't want to generalize, but this is typically what people think in general. Uh, New York is very much like go, 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 uh, you know, stacked schedules in a normal time. Like this is a weird time, but normally it's like, you know, I never had a second of the day when I wasn't doing something work related. Like even on the weekends when I was like out with my friends, I was vlogging it because I needed content for my videos that I was falling behind on. And like, it was just never, there was never a moment where I wasn't doing something productive. Like even when I was like hung over on a Sunday morning, I was still answering emails. Like I was never just like not doing something. Yeah. And cause I felt guilty. I felt that if I wasn't, then I wasn't a New Yorker. Like I wasn't fitting in. Wow. So I think since moving out here, I've realized that I can accomplish just as much out here, but giving myself time to just like goof off, do nothing, just doodle on my iPad and the best work that I've created has come out of those times. Like when I don't need to be working or doing anything and I'm just like, you know, doodling, doing these different art forms and stuff that I never had time to do in New York. And I'm learning so much about myself in doing that. And so I think for me, like that, that really did relate to my happiness level. Like I felt happiest in New York when I was honestly having a sick day. Like my sick days were my happiest days because I didn't have to work yeah and so I was like okay I'm like you know the job needs to go I'm clearly overworking I'm you know putting out a video podcast every week working eight to seven at my day job and I had to like buy lighting equipment so I could film at night because I just never had daylight to film so I'm like something's wrong my manager was like Katie she comes you know into New York periodically for dinners and stuff and she you know we grabbed dinner and she was like, Katie like what's going on here like you are doing, because I was also, you know, working my butt off on YouTube, and I was doing all these, and and Instagram, and having all these collaborations, and I was, you know, transparently making enough financially to support myself fully with all that, and she was like, well, why, what are you, what are you trying to prove here? Like, and I'm like, I think I'm just trying to be normal, I guess, because everyone gets a nine-to-five corporate job post-grad, it seems like, and it just felt like kind of You know, why why would I go to college for four years if I'm not going to get a corporate
0: job? Like what's the point of that? Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. That's the kicker is, well, you went to college for four years and you're just gonna like quit your the job that you went to school for. How I can't imagine like the anxiety or like the stress that you felt like maybe the moment you realized I need to quit this job. Like how was that process for you? And like what gave you like that final push of like, okay, I need to do this for me. I need to quit. I need to walk away.
1: Yeah. So the conversation I was just talking about with my manager was on a was- Monday. That was like a Monday night, and then the next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh gosh, like I I can't stop thinking about this conversation I just had with my manager, who I love. I've been with her since I was 16, so I've she knows me so well. And so then I called up my friends, or I like texted my friends on the way to work. Like I was on the way to the subway and I was like texting my friends. I'm like, guys, I think I'm going to quit my job. And they're like, what? Like, I mean, a lot of them probably saw it coming for sure. But I mean, it's just shocking. Like we had just gotten to New York basically. And like, none of them could ever dream at this point quitting their jobs. Now, a lot of them have, honestly, it's like kind of a thing to, you know, not always be happy in your first job post-grad and that's like fine. But At the time, it was like, Are you sure about this, Katie? You have your dream job. You just got promoted. You're working, you know, at this great company, working in makeup. You love makeup. Like, and a lot of them were just like, Yeah, go for it. And then I called my parents and they're like, Katie, are you sure? Like, are you going to make enough money to retire? Like, all this, you know, asking all the parent questions. Yeah. And then, you know, as I was sitting at my desk that day, I was just like, Wow, like, I could really do this. I could really do this. So then the next day happens, it's Wednesday. And my, I had this like really close uh, coworker. We weren't very close in age, but we were close in like ranking. And so we spent a lot of time together. Like we just worked on similar projects and stuff. So, you know, I, you know, we were getting lunch together and I was like, Hey, can I ask you a question? Like, is it crazy for me to think about pursuing freelance and not working here? Her boyfriend works in freelance. So she was like always talking to me about freelance. And I was like, you know, as she was describing it, I'm like, wow, I can see myself doing that. And she was like, Katie, I always wonder why you're here. She's like seven years older than me. And she's like, Katie, you, I was the youngest person on the team by like five years. And she's like, Katie, everyone here, look around. Everyone is in a different phase of life than you. They are getting married. They have kids like they're, you know, all of us, like you should, you know, give yourself a chance to see, you know, what you're capable of before you settle for this type of job. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. So you know, the next day I had this like touch base with my, my boss and I just told him, I was like, Hey, so I quit, uh, I'll stick around for two weeks, but I'm I'm quitting. This is me quitting. Yeah, <laughs> It honestly, was crazy. Yeah. But it felt so good.
0: Honestly, I feel like th- those few days you were getting the reassurance that you like didn't You like convinced yourself, I think, but you needed others to like convince you of like, this is going to be okay. This is going to be good. And you got it. So, yeah.
1: And and I, I think, you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that because I feel like often it's like, oh, you know, I want to make this decision for me. I don't want to you know have anyone else be making this decision for me, but sometimes we do need the reassurance of someone just telling you you're not crazy. Yeah. And that's what I needed to hear. And that's what I got.
0: So. And here you are killing the game. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's so exciting. I, I feel like a lot of people um, our age are starting to realize of like what you kind of said, like the first job thing. I feel like yeah, years ago when, you know, people would graduate college, they go down the path that they went to school for and then they stay at that job for like a little longer than they probably wanted to and then they're unhappy. So I commend you for kind of noticing like you were unhappy, you wanted something better for yourself and then you did it. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about, and you touched on it a little bit, kind of how YouTube was like taking over. I mean, YouTube is a full-time job. I don't think people really understand oh, yeah. like, the work that goes into it and like Instagram and all of that. It's like, that's a lot of work. Um, so I kind of want to talk about all of your different, I know you made a video um, a little bit ago about like the different streams of income, but if you want to just explain like all of your different businesses and kind of how you like manage all of yeah. those.
1: Yeah. So I do a lot of things. I've been trying to scale it down because it's just become a lot, but you know, I'm very passionate about a lot of different things. So I'd say I have kind of a 50 50 split between the two things that I kind of do that are most separate. So I have like my social media presence. So YouTube, Instagram podcast is like half. And then the other half is my uh, freelance design business. So I do work with clients on the side and I will say like I, I need to be careful on my end because I tend to say yes to too many projects and it gets overwhelming again. I go back to where I was in my corporate job. So I've been getting better at this as I've been going, but I've been only been doing this technically since last November. So it's been like not so long, but I do, I work with a freelance clients on the side. I do, you know, logos, I do some wedding different stuff, like save the date designs, um, tattoos, like I said, and then the other half is just all of my collaborations and my revenue from various places on the internet. So it's very much 50-50, but it's all kind of rooted in the same sort of realm of creative design.
0: Um, and then now my life in LA. So yeah. Yeah. That is so exciting that you have like all these different, almost like passion projects, like everything that you do, I feel like you love. Yes. Um, what has been like your most recent, like your favorite project yeah. you like working on? Do you have one? I do. And I actually just Totally, as you were just
1: saying, that forgot to mention earlier that I have Patreon. That is like a huge piece too. So, that's probably part of my, it honestly kind of falls in both buckets because I really just, you know, the, the beginning of that was really, you know, why I made it was because a lot of people have been DMing me saying, Katie, like, I love this design you created or this thing that you do. Like, can you explain how you did that? You know, a lot of people just want to know, like, how to get started and how, like, what kinds of supplies do I need for this and just, like, how do I do this because a lot of the things that you know that I like most about what I do in the design world I didn't learn in school it's something that I taught myself or it's a new program that professors in college don't know about so I just you know started making tutorials putting them on this site called Patreon and people can subscribe to my Patreon and pay either one three or five dollars depending on which tier they want I have this just like downloads tier where you can download wallpapers that I make or three dollars which is like more tutorial based and then five dollars which is everything in the other tiers plus some career advice so I do all these different things on there and I post about three times a week on there and it's just exclusive content that is nowhere else but it's all rooted in design and I was able to hire a few people to help me with content for that just so I can pump out a lot of different just creative nuggets here and there so, that was definitely and is definitely my favorite thing that I've done so far, like, you know, since being freelance. And yeah, I think it's gonna just continue to grow from there. I have about, I think, something like
0: 1,400 people subscribed to that. So, oh, wow. It's been pretty lucrative also in terms of, you know, business. So, yeah. it's been great. Okay. I feel like Patreon is something that a lot of people don't actually know about. So I, that's yeah. awesome that like that many people are, you know, there. So yeah, um, what, like, I can't even imagine like what your to-do list looks like. And I'm such a person that writes, I, I have to write, I have it like right here. I have like a whole list of things I have to do. Me too. Me and too. I have I'll to write it down, I'm, I have like, um, for work, I have like, a the outlet calendar or like, in a sense, like the Google calendar. And I can't. Like that's nice to see, and it'll like yell at me if I have a uh, if I have a call or something. But if I don't have it written down, I will like not do it or forget. In the same way, really, I have yeah. I have a paper calendar. I have like yeah. a digital calendar, but I also have a paper calendar. I just like just... the old fashioned of like writing it out and like seeing it visually, and I don't know. Me too. Um. So I'm sure your to do list is just ginormous, but how do you like keep track of everything and like stay organized and like you have all these clients and how are you like managing it all? Yeah. So with my clients, I actually have this app called Bonsai.
1: It's like a website slash app and it helps me keep track of all of my projects for my client work. It helps me generate proposals, contracts, everything is like in terms, you know, everything, terms I can understand, on there. And it keeps track of finances, literally everything attached to my business. I also have a financial manager that helps me. Like I hired her freely. You know, she does like things on a needs basis and helps me with that too. So my client work is taken care of basically that way, but everything else I just, you know, like you, like you, I have like a to-do list and a paper calendar and I do have my Google calendar, but you know, I, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to put it in the calendar, but yeah, honestly, a lot of it is just me trying to keep up with things. I probably need a better system, but honestly, I, I
0: really knock on wood, hardly ever forget to do anything. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it. I just like can't imagine like everything that you have to like keep track of, but clearly you're doing great. <laughs> so, Somehow I'm
1: on top of it. Whatever know, you're doing
0: I, is working. I'll, I'll
1: wake up, I'll be like waking
0: up in the middle of the night at like 3 a.m. and be like, oh my God, I forgot to write something on my to-do list. <laughs> so that was me today. I woke up 30 minutes before I had to. And I was like, Oh my God, the first thing I like, I thought of like the first thing I needed to do today. I was like, Oh God, make sure you do it. That, that's literally me. Oh my goodness. So funny. Um, so are there any like dream projects that you haven't worked on or like something that you really, you know, like want to do in the future at some point? Well, my dream project
1: is actually happening in a month. I'm releasing products which I've always wanted to do, and I've just, like, I've put it off because I didn't want something, like, I I don't half-ass anything. I don't, I really don't. Like, I'd rather put out one video a month if it means that it's just, like, well done and how I want it to be, and, like, that's just kind of how I am. So, in terms of, like, merch and releasing products that I've made, I really wanted it to be perfect. This is a year in the making. I started designing products, like, last year, and we worked, you know, on finding a vendor that's not only, ethical, but also sustainable U S like I was just trying to, you know, get it all perfect. And so finally we're releasing March, probably, I don't know. It's like kind of TBD, but it'll be around the week of my birthday, our birthday. So I'm putting out product. It's going to be glassware that has my lettering on it. So I'm not going to say exactly what kinds of glasses, but you can imagine there can be alcohol in (laughs) said glasses. So and then I'm doing journals that are custom made because I'm a huge journaler and I can never find like the perfect journal in terms of the page thickness, the the colors, like the size, the number of pages. So I just designed my own with my lettering on the front. So it's going to be so really awesome. fun. I'm like so excited. I just sent out the final, um, the final overlays today. So we're going to get it in like a month. So I'm so excited.
0: excited. Happy early birthday to myself. Um, Yes! (laughs) That is so on brand and I honestly cannot wait to see that. I wanted to kind of talk about um, like the dating scene kind of in the city and if you've been dating now that you've moved out to LA and how that's kind of like been and what your journey's been with that. Because I feel like a lot of listeners are kind of in the same situation where they're living on their own and they have this opportunity to like date. Now we have a pandemic, so I feel like it's a little bit different but how has yeah. it been for you and like what's changed since you've moved so a lot has changed obviously <laughs> but
1: when i was you know like i said i was really i was dating in new york because i think it was just like so it was a romantic idea you know sex in the city all the yeah. movies that have ever been made in new york it's like ooh i want to be like going on dates in new york and it wasn't that i didn't want to be dating but i did like I put a lot of my worth in that and I looking back, I'm like, Oh, maybe, you know, I shouldn't have done that, but whatever, you know, you live and you learn. So I was going on a lot of dates and I I do think it really was like a very romantic thing. It's like, you know, taking a taxi to your date and then like kissing in the middle of the street in New York with like taxis going by. It was like a very romantic idea and it was really, really fun. Um, now that I'm out in LA, things are different, obviously, because we're living through a pandemic. So there's that. And it hasn't really been like top of my priorities list necessarily, but I will say like, I've, you know, I've been on the apps. I've been like, you know, looking out there, um, seeing what's around. My friends have gone on a few dates here and it's so, it's fun. It's just different. You can like go, you know, on the beach with the bottle of wine or something and, you know, or just uh, go for a hike. Like there's all these different activities you can do. Whereas in New York, it was like, Oh, we can go to dinner or go to a bar. Yeah. That's really it. So it's different,
0: but I would say, you know, it's definitely going to be fun in both places. Have you, um, had any like horrible stories? I feel like what you were saying about like the New York, the dream of like, yeah, like taking it. Yeah. Time, yeah. I feel like that's beautiful. I would hope that like nothing went seriously wrong in any of those days, but do you have like a funny yeah, I
1: guess horror I story?
0: <laughs> I have a million, but, um, just one
1: that I'll share. It was actually kind of sad because I really did like this person, but whatever. Water under the bridge now. So basically this guy, we really hit it off. So he, I met him on or saw him on Hinge, but turns out a friend of mine from high school or like not a friend from my high school, but a friend that I had made in my town in high school through sports um, had, you know, told me like, oh yeah, there's this guy in New York. And I didn't make the connection that they were the same person until like we were on the date. And he was like, oh yeah, you, you're from Maryland. And then we made the connection. So Turns out he is technically a friend of a friend, but also some guy that I met on Hinge. So we meet up and he's like, well, first off, he was like, you know, where should we go? And I suggested this one place that I just loved and it was near me in the city. So I just, it was easy. I could walk there. I was like, honestly doing it for me, but whatever. Of course. So, I mean, he gave me the opportunity to choose. So we go to this place. It's like my favorite place. He ruined it for me, but whatever. My favorite place. Mm. So we go there, um, hit it off. It's great. And then, you know, this is actually right before the holidays last year, like before Christmas and all that. So uh, it was kind of bad timing because like as soon as we went on this great date, I had to go home for Christmas and like everyone was like out of the city and whatever. And, you know, he had this, he had New Year's plans like upstate or something. So we didn't end up really seeing each other again until after that, or we were planning on seeing each other again after that. So we were going to go, no, we actually, we went on a second date. And we went to this like, this like little performance. It was like some sort of like band performance or something. It was like so cute, whatever. My sister was in town, so we met my sister. It was like looking promising. And then I'm, you know, getting kind of like cold, cold vibes from him via text. Like he kind of just like fell off the face of the earth. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. But I wasn't, like, taking it as, like, anything crazy. And then I'm just, like, he's not responding to me one night. And I'm, like, great. So I'm going to go out with my friends. So I go out to this bar that I had taken him to for that first date, my favorite bar in West Village. Walk in. He is in the middle of the dance floor making out with some girl. That I I was just shocked. At first I was, like, wait. But then my friends who had been with me, they had come to the concert that we went to and, like, knew what he looked like. And they are like, Katie, is that so-and-so? And I'm, like, no, it's not. It can't be. Like, it can't be him. Yeah. And then I, like, turn, like, I, like, walk around this to the side of the bar, and I'm, like, looking, and I'm, like, definitely him. Making out with this girl in the middle of the bar. Like, of the bar that you picked and I showed him. That I showed him. Also, like, it was, like, early in the night and, like, very bizarre that he was doing that. I was, like, ew, that's kind of
0: gross. Okay. But, yeah.
1: So, uh saw his true colors. Then, like, this is like you know back last year right before I like I left the city this year so probably like around like February before like the pandemic and everything um I was out at this bar and I ran into the guy that I had known from high school mm-hmm. and he was like oh like you know where'd you go like so like my roommate said that you like it was it was his roommate so like they like lived together okay and he was like you know said that you stopped responding to his text and I'm like oh yeah like um I literally walked in and saw him making out this girl he goes oh yeah bummer and I'm like yeah bummer, yeah, bummer.
0: <laughs> what the heck it's so crazy I know anyway,
1: that was definitely a horror story but
0: I just like hate that he ruined that place for you like that's the yeah, audacity it
1: it was unfortunate but now I mean that I now I honestly I'm glad I saw his true colors because that he was just it was gross watching him make out this girl I'm like
0: okay <laughs> yeah you saw who he was on the dance floor and it was <laughs> exactly exactly so how has like dating bit has it been like weird since it's been like you know obviously the pandemic we're in has it been any different or has it been pretty much the same I mean definitely different just because like
1: bars aren't a thing right now like going out to bars and like saying hey meet me at this bar like it's not a thing so you've had to get I guess a little creative with like what you're doing and kind of in New York it wasn't totally weird to be like hey do you want to meet up at this bar like with your friends and my friends and like have some sort of like you know so it kind of eases the blow of like let's get dinner it's like you know a lot so I feel like the the people I've been talking to on dates or on on, um, dating apps out here are like let's get dinner next week on blah blah and I'm like oh gosh yeah that's okay let's do that um maybe I'll take a shot before yeah (laughs) so it's definitely been like different I think but maybe in a good way yeah I don't know
0: well, you're in a new place. I'm sure that's also just, like, an exciting part of it. And you get to, like, yeah. explore because you're going on these dates. Do you have, like, a favorite place yet? Or are you still kind of just doing your thing? Oh, around? Definitely just doing my thing. I also, yeah. like,
1: I, yeah, we haven't really been, like, leaving the house that much, honestly. Because, like, I, I live a block from the beach, too. So oh, I'm just, God. like, yeah, I we really don't leave unless we're going to, like,
0: Trader Joe's. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> nothing crazy has been happening. So, well, going to the beach, I would kill for it right now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's pretty nice. So I think that is about it for today's episode. But before I let you go, I kind of want to just ask, like, I feel like you're someone that's really big on like personal growth and learning more about yourself and kind of like understanding yourself and, um, you've been living on your own for all these years. So how, well, not anymore, you just moved, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. How do you think that you've grown over the last few years and like, how do you think your twenties have been so far? Yeah. I mean, I've
1: grown in so many different ways. I think I've over the years, I think, I mean, there's this tendency we all have to kind of have these little moments where we're like, Oh, something's not right here. Like, Oh, I'm really struggling here. I'm you know, not doing so great. And the world just moves so fast that you feel like, your problems aren't important, and that you should just brush it under the rug and not deal with it because you know there's more important things or people are struggling a lot more worse than you in other parts of the world, or you just t- you kind of um you don't listen to yourself very much, I think, in a lot of your early twenties and as I'm turning twenty five I've kind of you know it's dawned on me that maybe I should like listen to myself a little bit more. Uh, not only do like people on the internet listen to me and seem to get some good stuff from me. So maybe I should listen to myself because of that, but also because like, I mean, a lot of people I think look outward for what they should do. They think, oh, you know, I'm following this person or I have these friends and they're telling me what I should do. And like, you know, they're telling me how to dress or, you know, this person on Instagram is saying that, you know, this is normal and this is what I should be eating. And there's a tendency to look outward for reasoning and for for your choices and your decision making and i think in my 20s i've learned that a lot of, for a lot of things you're the only person that knows what's best for you and you really you can't be afraid of making an unpopular decision or doing something that's a little crazy if it's something that really resonates and really feels right in your gut so i think i've
0: gotten better at listening to listening to myself and trusting my gut in my 20s yeah i love that wow. i think that's so important to understand you know, your path is going to be whatever you make it. And if you you have a feeling that maybe you're not happy and you want to do something different, I say you just do it. You know what I mean? We're I agree. If you find yourself, yeah, if you find yourself in the wrong story, leave. Ooh, there it is. is. (laughs) Period. End of podcast. That was it. That's all I needed. (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on today I have loved talking to you and like getting to know you a little bit more and I really want like some Savion blanc and that brie now me too Um, I wish we just we should have had a little glass of wine on this episode I messed up there I know it's literally 11 o'clock here
1: (laughs) in LA and I'm ready I'm ready for a glass
0: I know well thank you again um where can people find you yeah if you just type in my name it'll probably come up
1: for sure so just k-a-t-y Bellotti, b-e-l-l-o-t-t-e i have katie Blotty designs also which is an instagram account where i have all of my design stuff and then my podcast is thick and thin i post every thursday and that is me <laughs>
0: so awesome yeah i will link all of her information and all of her pages below um but thank you so much katie and thank you everyone for listening be sure to follow katie and girl we gotta talk podcast on instagram and thank you for listening bye